When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, this is Michaela, and welcome to another TSR Homeroom, where we cover all the news and updates there is to update and cover in the Ears Up podcast universe. Eric finally took our of the god-awful audio problems that we all totally noticed and obsessed over in the previous episode. You know, the one where those two ladies talked about being girl bosses? Slay. Queens. Anyways, he fixed it so now you can listen to it without literally vomiting all over your mom's back seat. This episode is about some old women in a band called Air Supply and The Incredibles. I guess people listen to this. Don't forget that if you want to listen to a podcast that actually has an audience you can listen to Ears Up. I think the next episode is about the history of condiment dispensers in the parks. Or if you want to hear two old creeps talk about Han Solo you can also listen to Milk Milk Lemonade, Around the Corner Bantha Milk. They can really use the help. Coming up on Scraping the Vault, they have a very special episode where they talk to Audrey about her first trip to Disneyland, which just happened. Good job on the consistency of show concept, guys. Oh, and if you want to hear Jeremy drunkenly accuse Jason of some COVID-related stuff you can give Jason $5 a month on Patreon and you'll get access to that. If you subscribe long enough you might also get a podcast. Well, that does it for me. I'll see you all next time. Until then stay real. And cool. And go Mustangs. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land v. World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Every episode we will discuss and explore each land. And <laughs> I didn't do notes this time. You, come on, you can do it. Ride each, by ride, land by land, park yeah, by park, uh-huh. to decide which is better. Thanks Who for are joining. You? I'm Jimmy. Thanks uh-huh. for joining. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on this long thing where people everywhere ask themselves, which yep. is better? Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Good job. Now, who am I? <laughs> Joining me, as always, is Dan. Hi, I'm Dan, and I'm a reservation hoarder. <laughs> yes, you are, and Eric. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's a problem. It's been very beneficial to us, but we'll <laughs> we'll keep an eye on this this new addiction. <laughs> which if you have, if you have a time machine, it's October twentieth now, and if you found yourself at the Supreme Con, uh, and lacking reservations, go back to October 15th or so and refresh, because that's when I will have dropped a lot of <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, speaking of Supreme Con, what a success. We had such a great time. It was wonderful. It was just, I just got home yesterday, uh-huh. or the day before, I forget. Wonderful. It was great to see everybody. And we got on Rise of the Resistance 15 times. <laughs> that's right. Man, that was great. It was really I, good. Yeah. And they, I met Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And yeah. I I won an arm wrestling contest with them. 
That's right. And I remember what was really cool about it is that we were able to ride the Rise of Resistance 15 times and uh, nothing else because we were dining constantly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when I when I showed up and I said, hey, look, first of all, I'm a dream key holder. And they were like, oh, oh, we're supposed to pretend that we don't know what that is, but we are very impressed. And then and then when they found out that I, I got new Bob on the horn. And I was mm-hmm. like, because you figured out his number. Yeah. New Bob, could you help me out? He's like, sure. Absolutely. Anytime. And they're like, please, this way. And I remember that that time also, because there were like 15 of us walking around. Mm-hmm. And remember, we were, we all like to pay homage to that lady. We all peed in a cup. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and we, t- and we took a dump in the, uh, <laughs> Lincoln Mr. Lincoln lobby. lobby. Yeah. It's, you got to do these things us. now. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom was there. Yeah. Uh, and Dan's like, I'm a dream key holder. I pay your salary. <laughs> uh, anyway, good times. We'll have to try that again next year. It was, it was fun. Um, so guys, I want to talk about, I, I have not been loyally listening to ears up of late. Uh, for various reasons, but it's just what I have realized when, when you watch a, let's say you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a TV show, right? The shows are always more well received when they, they talk about what's going on in the MCU. It makes it feel mm-hmm. more relevant, right? So we are the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Ears Up podcast network. <laughs> so I feel like if we're talking about their show, then makes you know just makes it more entertaining right because a lot of our listeners also listen to ears up so tie it back to jason beverly terrence and so i listened to bev's episode on her trip to walt disney world and it was great it was a lot of fun bev's wonderful she's very charming and she's got fun perspective and tells it like it is or how she sees it and it was basically our show for 90 minutes where they were comparing <laughs> everything. They were they were callbacks to like which is better over and over again and not one mention of our show. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, on the Supreme Resort, they thought this. I mean, what, the guy, what's... Uh, Jason? No, the other one. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeremy. 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 Jeremy's on the show and he <laughs> argued for things they talked about. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> he was vindicated because Bev said that our haunted man- or our uh, Walt Disney World haunted mansion is better, which is what we decided. And it's, it's like perfect opportunity to mention our GD show. Come on, now it's true. I, I think your your comparison is apt because Agents of Shield, while it started out trying to to have that connection, the only time it really worked was when uh, Winter Soldier came out and it. And we found out that Shield was infested with Hydra, and it was completely dismantled. And the next week on Agents of Shield, the storyline completely shifted, and it changed a lot of things. But then they never really connected after that. So, are you saying that Jeremy is Hydra in this equation? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's Arnim Zola, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to converse with Jeremy in a an old fashioned uh, computer monitor. <laughs> wow. I mean, but anyway, it's a, it was a good show. It was fun. Uh, a lot of opportunity to mention our show. They did not, and I shamed them via text message. Yeah, chat, stand up for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about uh, our no, show. the chat did. Oh, okay. Were good. You in that one, Dan. The, yeah, several people I said, "Oh, not. we mentioned. Uh, we've heard about this before." <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, but I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, you can plan your next trip to Disney World. I told Terrence he could plan through me or whenever Bev goes back, they could call 856-HOUR-EARS or go to concierge.com or just call me because I have my phone number. Not and what's like, that number? I already said it. Oh, the my number, yeah. <laughs> eight five six hour ears. Speaking um, of numbers, Dan, do you have to restart your search for for new Bob's number each time, or did you write it down? I should have written it down, but you knew basically where it was in the numbers. So each time it takes you a few months. It's like a sense memory thing at this point, because okay. I call him daily. We just talk about our day, <laughs> which boys we like, you know, what's <laughs> what we had at school for lunch. You know, he likes so, roast beef a lot. The the 50th anniversary, I, I started watching the special. It's really good. It's like a two-hour special. It, it's really high level, but but for a non-nerd like us, it's a really good story. You know, the story of Disney World and everything. I'm about halfway through it. Whoopi Goldberg's in it, of course. She's the host. Of course. But I watched the rededication ceremony of Magic Kingdom on Friday the 1st. <laughs> you mean you watched Chip and Dale skipping along and then throwing some trash into the audience and going, bye, <laughs> find your way out. <laughs> yeah, and by Chip and Dale, I mean the Bobs, the two Bobs. <laughs> but I, I realized I, it's just a feeling that I have. I don't like new Bob. Like, I really like Bob Iger. I think he's a phenomenal leader, and I read his book, and I just like what he did with the company. Yeah. I don't like New Bob, and I don't yeah. like his demeanor. It feels like he's a poser. Like, yeah, I went here one time and when I was a kid. Like, you know what I mean? He might have just, like, resting corporate face, but I feel like he reminds me of every, every like, district manager level person I've ever encountered yeah where it's like you know they turn the they turn the chair backwards and they're like right we're gonna turn this ship around and we've listened to your feedback and we're gonna make it like a re we're gonna make this a family atmosphere and like the whole time you're just like this is i know that none of this is what this person means yeah that's exactly what it feels like it, it's it doesn't feel genuine he doesn't feel like he belongs. Like he's not ready for prime time. I mean, clearly it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. They have a board of directors that have to agree to all this stuff. Like clearly people think he's um, competent for the job, but as a fan, I don't know. I don't see it. I think he's, I think he's been put in there by the, the, the shady people that work in the upper echelons of management that we never hear or speak their names because you know, bad things happen. Um, and I think that basically they were like, okay, we just had a period of a lot. Of, we just, we gave them a lot for a very long period of time because we needed to, we needed to fix California adventure. We did star Wars land and we did all these things. Like we, we let them eat cake for dinner, like all for a while because they just needed it. Now we need someone to go in there and be like, Hey, uh, web slingers now you know and yeah. and to Maybe. basically be that person who isn't afraid of being that person like it's just i'm just gonna i'm going in i'm doing my job i'm the cleaner or whatever you Do know i don't know my theory hmm. my theory is Iger saw the storm coming and he didn't want the failure on his watch and i think uh chapek is a scapegoat like i think he's disposable yeah. And yeah. they're like they're gonna make him 
you know, blame him for all the things that happened. Some of it out of their control, but some of it just, but what, what bothers me about it is that if you think about the Walt Disney company from 1920, whatever, whenever they formed a corporation, it was Walt Disney and then Roy Disney and then, um, card Walker. And then, I mean, for a minute it was, uh, the son-in-law, but then it was, Ron, yeah. then it was, uh, Michael Eisner, Bob Iger. So you got like five men, five people and a baby who <laughs> have built this corporation over a hundred years, five people like that's, and now Chapek, it feels like he doesn't belong in that conversation. That's it, an interesting point. I, I think, I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with what Dan has said before that, that we're headed toward a Pressler situation. No, we're not headed toward it. We're in it. I don't know that we're in it. I, <laughs> I mean, think it'll be Pressler minus a, the death. I mean, we're in the middle of a giant revamp of Epcot in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we have all of these. We've been building up toward this for so long. And yes, uh, Galaxy's, it's not like Galaxy's Edge hit and they said, pump the brakes. Uh, no more money. No more money. They're still investing tons of money into this at a time when they really weren't making any money and they're continuing. Um, you know, Epcot is starting to become a real place again. I, you know, it, as interesting as it was walking around all of the construction walls, it's nice to see. I can't wait to go back and see actual stores open and see the new, you know, the new gift shop and be able to walk in a reasonable way instead of going in these weird back backstage areas just to get over into, into future world. I, I think there's, there's a lot happening right now and it's, it's not an unreasonable thing that, that it's not going as swimmingly as some people thought it should. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we need to debate it, but I can see kind of both scenarios. Um, and I don't, know, I mean, just I'm for the record, on Spectral Radio, you can listen to the area music of the new creation shop. So, something to do. I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> We're at a, like I just need to. I wasn't going to say it, but now I, now that you've said that, I need to say it. We're in a place where people are excited about a gift shop. <laughs> well, and a restaurant, nerdery, and a new a new spectacular, two new spectaculars, which are the Re- same. The resumption, show. Of- Eric. They are the same show. And there's the I haven't watched show. them. I don't watch spectaculars on on YouTube. Well, spoiler, they're the same show. Same music <laughs> is in them. Like <laughs> the same, like five or six songs are in both. Like it's sad. But anyway, I haven't I, seen them live. I do watch YouTube a ton. Um, and I've been following a lot of Disney Parks people, sometimes to hate watch, sometimes to actually enjoy them. And a lot of them, like I'd say four out of five are pretty disappointed with the 50th anniversary stuff. And that fifth person is like, I think they gave me a new straw. So I guess it's good. Yeah. We'll, we'll go down there at some point. I think my wife is at a point where if we can rent our timeshare for they, what we're thinking of is instead of renting the, the, the vacation that we booked, we cancel that and just rent points and rent half of them to people and then use the other half for us so that we can go during the 50. I think we're in that position now. So, and I'm going back in December. I'll probably go back in January by myself for work. You can join me in November. Yeah. I I ran that by the wife. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't like it, huh? If, if, uh, hell no, had a, had a, (laughs) a picture (laughs) anyway. Um, 
so, or a facial expression, I should say. I saw um, Muppets Haunted Mansion last night. Is it scary? It's really funny. I can't. I, I we didn't we didn't get to it last night. It's less than an hour. It's super fun. It goes really fast. John Stamos is there. Will Arnett is there. Yvette Nicole Brown. Uh, I mean, we didn't get to it several in, weeks ago when it came out. It came yeah. out Friday. Several weeks. I, ago. I'm not going to watch yeah. it until after we go to the park because I know it's going to make me angry about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, I I won't say anything other than um, look out for Kim Irvine. <laughs> she makes a cameo. Awesome. She makes a cameo. I'll let you. I'll let you guess. The only spoiler. I will let you guess at what part of the mansion is Kim Irvine there? I mean, she's got to be Leota, right? Nope. Oh, that's no? Miss Piggy. Oh, Miss Piggy is okay. Leota. But you're close. She is in the she's- seance room. And she's just like cleaning and saying, yes, she's, a fact, she's cleaning, <laughs> she's cleaning the globe. Oh God. Oh man. It was fun. I, my kids watched it twice more today because they liked it so much. So anyway, fun times. Um, Eric, you have a scientician spotlight. I do. I do have a scientician spotlight because don't we all have a light of science in us all? Yes, I think we do. Uh, today I'd like to talk about uh, touchscreens. Strangely enough, we're going to get technological here. Uh, I was thinking about Epcot and the Epcot Center Communicore, uh, specifically the East Communicore, where they had a bunch of computer games that were amazing in the 80s because you they were all controlled, well, some of them were controlled by touch. Looking into it, they're not actually touchscreens like we consider touchscreens today. So, uh, what? There, there are two kinds of two major kinds of touchscreens that we use today. There's resistive touch, where it's two layers of material with an electric current between them. When you press down on the screen, it interrupts the current in that spot, and that's how the system determines that's where the touch point is. Um, you can use a stylus. You, you see this on credit card readers and such. They, that's basically the way those screens work. They're plastic. Um, you can only really see one touch point at a time with that type of screen. There's also a capacitive capacitive touch screen, and that's what you have on your phones, your tablets, uh, more modern devices. And that's a single layer that has a charge running through it. It's a, such a mild charge. Oh, Dan is showing. Yes, yes, he's touching his his telephone. Oh, look <laughs> at that. So nimble he is at operating his telephone. <laughs> now, what Dan could do with that telephone is manipulate it with <laughs> multiple fingers. Listener, this is perfect. The music and Dan's actions are exactly what they should be for this music. It's fantastic. Go ahead. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you, you absorb the charge without feeling it. It's a very low voltage. Uh, but because it's it's a different setup, you can actually have uh, multiple touch points on there it can it can recognize multiple touches um it's also why you <laughs> dan is now demonstrating all, other things that can touch the other things that will that will manipulate his phone um but you know what you can't use to manipulate a capacitive touch screen it's something that doesn't conduct electricity like a plastic stylus or gloves that's why those don't work right uh, Touchscreens have been around for quite some time. Uh, there is an Englishman named Eric Johnson. N- notice uh, that I pronounced Eric with a C. Uh, there's a distinction. <laughs> um, 
But that Eric Johnson did a lot of work in the 1960s, the mid 1960s to talk about touch screens and how they, how they work. Um, Oh, it just started over again. Let's just stop that. Um, (laughs) So uh, it, it was a, there was a fair amount of time before we got an actual touch screen. This was all sort of theoretical at that time, um, but it was in the eighties when they really kind of uh, got bigger. Um, say, so in 1982, there were, there were touch screen sit, uh, systems that were optical. So behind a frosted glass pane, there's a camera mounted and it can see your touches that would actually identify multiple touches even at that time, because it was optically looking at that. Uh, there are um, surface acoustic wave systems. They're similar to capacitive, but they use uh, ultrasound instead of electricity running through the screen. Uh, there's an acoustic pulse recognition screen where when you tap the screen, it creates a, the, the system is designed to register that sound. And that's based on three different, uh, three different receptors around the screen. It can, triangulate where your touch was based on the sound of you touching the screen and then there is the infrared grid so the we're coming back around to epcot here all of the touch screens at epcot in the 80s were infrared grids it's an array of leds uh, with detectors on the other side so they have an x plane and a y plane and an array of different single lines going across so anything can interrupt that beam you could use a pen you could use your finger you could use your elbow whatever um they they really don't require touch you just have to break that plane so dan is demonstrating other things shrek is dancing and he has a, a ring light oh 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 that's what i'm seeing i thought <laughs> circling shrek okay shrek is dancing that's good um, he used his his fingers on his capacitive touchscreen to find that. That's good. Uh, but yes, those those screens were were popular in the '80s because it, it mimicked an actual touchscreen, even though you didn't have to touch it. And uh, those games at Epcot would not have worked without it. And they made it very futuristic for the '80s. Fantastic! That's really nice way to tie it into the parks, and we all learned something today. There we go. So I am the cub master for our local Cub Scout pack. And we, in order to be cub master or any kind of leader, you have to take some extensive training on what's appropriate, inappropriate, what you can and cannot do, you know, around the children and that sort of thing. So when you said resistive touch, <laughs> just flashback to, <laughs> oh, to your training. Okay. To my training. Uh, yeah, it's uh, men are creepy, so that's why they have to put these <laughs> rules in place. Um, sure. Science. Science. Thank you for the scientist spotlight. Uh, okay, so today's episode is the case of the launch coasters Rock and Roller v. Increta. And why Why is it that, Jimmy? Because it is, as everyone knows, Rocktober. That's right! I should have had a sound for that. <clears throat> yeah. You can add one in post. <laughs> What do you think? The case of the launch coasters, Rock and Roller v. Increta. Because they both, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster, Increta Coaster. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. The last one was a little too long. I think we lost people with the title. (laughs) Yes, that's why they didn't tune in. I still stand by it. Heroes versus Legends. Hmm? Ooh, interesting. (laughs) Which one are the heroes? Uh, uh, Aerosmith. There was that Aerosmith video game where you... 
oh, shotguns with 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 guitars, right? Like music notes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't play that one as much as the Ninja Turtles. Shoot game. them with rockin' powers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to you throw sh- scarves at them. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't as right. exciting as uh, they floated gently toward <laughs> whatever it was you were fighting in that game. So, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith opened in 1999. And the Coaster, formerly known as California Screamin', opened in 2001. So, Eric will go first. If uh, And Dan's judging. If Eric says something that Dan finds point-worthy, you will hear this sound. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yep, because why not? It's a Main Street vehicle beeping. <laughs> All right, great. If uh, Incredicoaster gets a point, you will hear this sound. You know how to fly? Which is, of course, the most famous line from the film Snakes on a Plane, mm-hmm. starring Samuel L. Jackson, who is in the Incredibles movie, not on this right. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, we, there we, we have it, okay. Yeah. Eric, is it a, a Main Street vehicle to celebrate uh, Steven Tyler being born at the turn of the previous century? <laughs> of course. There's the connection. That's how he got was just around. going for a car horn, but <laughs> sure. All right. Steven Tyler. So, uh, Eric, you may go first with your overview of the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. I will now give you my opening statement about the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. I'll even mention a little bit about the rock and roller coaster avec Aerosmith. Not too much, though. Ooh, oui, Not oui. nearly as good. It's just driving around the a concert like stage lights, and it's not nearly. As good. It's weird. And you're in a ba- yeah. you're in a baguette as opposed to. Like- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. Uh, Let's see here. So it's it's the 90s. Uh, the Disney MGM Studios was transforming. As the 1990s wore on, the expectations at the Young Park changed. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror was a hit, but it, it had been around for nearly 10 years at this point. Interest in the studio tour was no longer the draw it once was, especially as the true studio operations had petered out over the years. Uh, there was a great need at Disney to give guests reasons to stick around even for half a day at the park. Enter a band at the height of its power, an emblem of the eclectic mashup of styles and themes that were the full outrun toward the end of the millennium. I'm talking about a band whose classics, classic riffs will certainly endure until the end of days. Lo, even Armageddon itself. Oh, because they wrote music for that. Oh, you got it, huh? Yes, wait, I'm talking wait, Aerosmith. Wait, hold on. What year are we talking about? 1998. Okay. Yes, Aerosmith, the band that had been around since the 60s. Three decades of rock. Um, they, the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith was just what the park needed. It breathed fresh life into that end, into that end of Sunset Boulevard. It enchanted a generation and continues to enchant to this day, combining thrilling movement with pumping guitar anthems. The rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith is the premier launch coaster you will hear about today. I will demonstrate this through its perfect execution of form and function. Uh, through even its picture-perfect placement in the park. The bad boys of Boston reign supreme even in Hollywood, or Orlando's version of Hollywood, or whatever we want to consider Hollywood Studios. So, in 1997, they released the album Nine Lives. Yes, not not well-received. It's a double album. Um, 
We'll get oh my to nine lives. God, it has a song that's eight minutes and 16 seconds long. There are no hits. Nope. Uh, before but one's on the ride. That, oh, God, really? Oh, that's right. Coaster? Get a grip, and it's got a picture of a cow. Which was a huge success it. for a 30-year-old band. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Crazy. Okay. So, yeah, this is... Okay, you're Crazy not wrong. Is a famous song. Crazy's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was just. I wanted to maybe? see if. I believe so. Eat the rich. I don't know if that's a hit or not, but I like it. I like the title. Um, Living on the edge. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. I can't disagree with them being at the height of their powers. I mean, really, it, it's slightly tongue in cheek because Nine Lives was. No, I get really, it. Really I get poor, it. And it worried Disney actually. But as for I'll get into, but. for the time, I mean, this is pre everyone being very online all the time the, the albums had about a two year lifespan anyway. So great. Uh, the Incredicoaster <laughs> is an Incredibles themed roller coaster located in the Pixar pier section of Disney California adventure. As one of the park's newest rides Incredicoaster is the only roller coaster at the Disneyland resort to feature an inversion with a top speed of 55 miles per hour. The roller coaster is the fastest ride at the Disneyland Resort and one of the fastest rides at any Disney theme park. Incredicoaster replaced California Screamin', which closed on January 8th, 2018 and opened as part of the new Pixar Pier in conjunction with the release of the film Incredibles 2. Hmm. And that was in theaters. Not on, not straight to video. Correct. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might not be on that other show yeah um okay right now it's kind of even um i'm thinking but okay let's do this for funsies the point for rock and roller coaster for getting a band that probably if we're being really honest wasn't that hard to get but still impressive <laughs> and point for Incredicoaster for um, fastest probably ride at Disneyland. At Disneyland. Oh, okay. At Disneyland. You know how to fly? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, very nice overview. Mm-hmm. Let's get nice. into the history so, of this thing. Are you going to get into yeah. other bands, Eric? That were entertaining. Oh yeah, for sure. That's okay. That's definitely part of my history. So yes, I'm curious. Since we 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 were talking about music, what are the other bands that were considered well i can i can do you want huh? me to just list them right now or address no, them do as part of my can, history i look i just realized that when i judge these things i tend to not navigate as much as i should so i overstepped and do a steward you were gonna do dan <laughs> saw me put down my headphones and walk out of my office <laughs> <laughs> knock over a table on the yeah. way <laughs> clearly overstepping <laughs> well, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll add a little drama to it i'll, I'll, yeah. I'll talk about the history from the start let's do that the bands are a big part of it. It's pretty fun. All right. Um, do we, we just jump in? We, jump. Are we doing this? Do jump. whatever you're going to okay. do. All right. I'll jump. I'll jump. That's uh, an Aerosmith song. Oh. Hold it's on. David Lee Roth. Oh, that's right. Yes. Same thing. Kind of. <laughs> sure. Was David Lee Roth uh, one of the bands? We'll find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll find out. Bozy, bozy, bop. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, construction began 
in February of 1998 on what would become the Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. It was supposed to be open in time for the park's 10th anniversary. Uh, the Disney wanted to create another another thrill ride on property, and they so they sought out uh, Vekoma Rides Manufacturing, the Dutch uh, the Dutch roller coasterer, um, and uh, they they set out not really having anything lined up for the music portion. Uh, they weren't quite sure what they wanted to do, so they they approached the Rolling Stones, who were very interested in in aligning with Disney. They they had agreed on six songs that they were going to put onto the ride, and they wanted uh, no less than ten million dollars per year mm-hmm. that the ride was in operation. That's Dis- that's on brand. Yeah, uh, Disney said no, thank you. So they approached U two as their second choice. <laughs> uh, lead singer Bono said no, thank you, <laughs> and did not want to talk to Disney about about oh. the ride. <laughs> Sorry, what did you what did you ask, Jimmy? No, I, I I don't think he's laughing at me. But you said you too, and I said, do you mean Dan and I? Oh, well, I think that's why he's laughing. It just I'm just imagining the ride with you two. And just like, We're gonna let you go on your ride, but first, I'm gonna talk to you for 20 minutes about starvation in various countries. <laughs> and all it, the only song they got was Discotech. <laughs> <laughs> what if your name was The Edge? Uh, <laughs> I'm The Edge. Uh, I'm, I'm Samuel Edge. Uh, yes. I, I there's a non-zero chance that someone at Disney said we're thinking we could do where the streets have no name because you know it's a limo. <laughs> <laughs> I totally that, perfect. Yeah. It works. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yes. Well, you two, well, Bono, not interested in making that happen. <laughs> of course. Dis- Disney then approached um, Kiss, the band. And they Kiss. said no? <laughs> Kiss was interested. Kiss had had a, re- a resurgence in the late 90s as well, so they were popular again. Um, we don't know what the actual number is, but it's rumored that they asked for even more money than the Stones asked for. They probably, so, they um, to be honest, they probably asked how much the Stones asked for and said <laughs> double that. Gene Simmons, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, wow, you could have gotten a deal from the Stones. <laughs> um, yeah, so that didn't work out. The ride was... I'm sorry. Was, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sure you knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Could you imagine the gift shop? <laughs> it was kids. <laughs> we are not taking a coffin home. We can't fit that on the plane. <laughs> little, little Jimmy gets his face painted there. Oh God! Oh, oh Peter Chris. Okay. That would one hundred. I I do not enjoy the music of Kiss at all, but that would one hundred percent be my favorite ride there. <laughs> just yeah, I'm not sure it would have aged as well. So over. Oh well, that's that's why it would be wonderful. Just completely over the top, fire every <laughs> splashdown pool of like red water. <laughs> Oh God, I want that ride so bad. Spikes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spikes flying right by your face. That would have been if, okay. If yeah. you're not going to use those seats from Alien Encounter, let's put them on our ride, bro. 
<laughs> You're on a roller coaster and something pokes you in the back. Yeah. Oh, God. 4D experience. Uh, 5D at that point. I don't know. Oh, I want I want a world where that right exists so badly. That would be so good. Well, well, sorry, Disney didn't have the cash for that. Kiss. Ride wins this episode. That- <laughs> for sure. Wait, what, we need we need a sound. Where's rope them fillies? Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So. The the ride was nearly complete. Uh, they had finished the track. They were building the show building around it. The ride was supposed to open in several months, and they still had no act lined up. So Disney was looking into options like a, a review of music of the 50s and 60s, just kind of anything at that point. Uh, but then, lo and behold, uh, the soundtrack to Armageddon, the movie that Disney produced in 1998. Oh, I never really uh, put that together because that was 97, Air- wasn't it? Was it 97? Didn't actually write down what year that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Armageddon was supposed to be a huge hit. Aerosmith was already on contract with Disney to do Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which ended up becoming their first and only track to ever hit number one. Really? Um, on the charts. So mega hit. Uh, so they approached they approached Aerosmith and asked if um Steven Tyler would like to uh to be part of this ride and Aerosmith was very excited to do this their only main demand was that one of the tracks from the flop 9 lives be featured <laughs> on the soundtrack oh, for the wow. ride that's amazing and it was again Dan, what song oh i don't which song was it Eric? oh it was um it was the song Nine Lives, the title track. <laughs> so if you're so, so listener, if you need to reference, it's the song that every time it comes on, you're like, what's this? But which one? <laughs> I don't remember this. Yeah. I wonder if this is original for the ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so their their deal was reported to be about one million dollars per year uh, for uh, for the rights to their songs. So and how many significantly cheaper than the others. There's five. Aerosmith. Um, hold on. Hold on. I don't know. I don't hold know. Hold on. I got okay. you right here. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, members, Steven Tyler, Tom Hamilton, Joey Kramer, Smoke and Joe Perry. And Brett. Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go back. I got to do a di- different joke there. <laughs> okay. uh, Joseph Robinette Perry. There. That's better. <laughs> Brad Whitford. That's five. Five. Okay, cool. I've only seen Aerosmith in concert once. Okay, I've seen him in concert a ton of times because I've been on this ride. Oh well, there you go. I was backstage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the band contributed um, contributed equipment and decorations from uh, from their own collection for the studio in the in the ride. Um, Steven Tyler mm, said, "Force Records." At GeForce Records, yes, we'll get to that when we get to the Q. Oh boy, oh yeah, it's another for extensive Eric Q discussion. <laughs> Just wait till uh, I get to my Q. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear about your Q. Yes, direct uh, sunlight, vitamin D. Anybody? <laughs> mm, very healthy. Before I before I forget, I gotta, and this is kind of an overarching thing understanding how what minimal involvement could have happened here um 
And I think those other bands, well, I think Kiss would have been very involved. Um, <laughs> but um, I think U2, it would have been a licensing thing. Rolling Stones, definitely just a licensing thing. Um, the fact that the band it was as involved as they are or were, um, they're still alive, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um, I mean, to be fair, Steven Tyler does look like a skeleton. So it could very well be he died a little while ago. He's a zombie. Yeah, I think he's a vampire. I'm pretty sure he's a vampire. Uh, I'm going to say three points for Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> Mainly uh, because it's not how it very easily could have been. Good was, point. There a, was there a no doubt conversation or was that going to be like the West Coast? No doubt was going to be at Disneyland. Yes. Okay. I don't go into that a whole lot. But you're right. <clears throat> I, we um, just did the end. There we go. That was Done. That was the whole discussion. Uh, so Steven Tyler said in 1999 at, about the opening of the ride, uh, when you've toured the world as much as we have, it's a real thrill to find a new audience. <laughs> Coming up with a soundtrack for this Disney ride really brought out the kid in all of us and has given us the opportunity to play audio gymnastics <laughs> with our music. His PR uh, team worked that was written nonstop him, yeah. on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that was 100% so, written by Disney. So the, the ride opened up on July 29th, 1999 at a private event uh, with Aerosmith as guests, along with other uh, specifically invited people. Uh, painter Denny Dent performed. He was a, an American speed painter. So he painted a portrait of the band while um, during the party. Uh, guests arrived in limos. The band members actually mingled with the guests and rode along with them on the ride. And at the end of the night, apparently Steven Tyler and Joe Perry rode the ride 12 times in a row before they left. Wow. So they're fans. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, what's notable about this history is that there's nothing else. This ride has almost never changed. They've <laughs> made very few changes over the years. In, in uh, 2015, on December 17th, um, as, a, as a special treat for star Wars fans as the force awakens opened up. Uh, they changed the queue um, to have star Wars movie posters. The pre-show was disabled and uh, music from star Wars was played on the ride. Uh, this also happened on April 14th, 2017 for a star Wars night at the park. Um, other than that uh, in 2017, the ride queue got new TV screens in the loading area to help explain how to get into the car. And uh, in there was in 2016, uh, apparently the pre-show video with Aerosmith was digitally altered to remove what was con what was construed as a an obscene gesture that Steven oh, Tyler right. had been making for decades. Yeah, yeah, the jury's still out on whether or not that was intentional. Yeah, I mean, watching the video and it, I, I watched it a bunch of times. Like, okay, what was this? And I watched and went, I think he's just kind of a weird guy. I don't think he's deliberately making that gesture. He's definitely a weird guy. And you talk about the lack of change. Like it's, you notice it. <laughs> it's like, I've stepped back in time. <laughs> True. I, I guess they also added in the, uh, the magic band. Yeah. Posters the little screen. Right. Like, that's another change. Name gets listed as next famous album artist or whatever. Um, the, I, I, I will say, and we're going to get to the queue later, but the, the flats on the ride feel very superstar limo. Superstar limo. Thank you. It feels very superstar limo, but the alleyway is somewhat timeless. Like 
you know, true. That could be today, right? Alleyways are timeless in that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> the like parking neon. garage. <laughs> yeah, uh, the screen, the countdown screen, is very. Oh yes, it is true. Anyway, but it fits. Have... I mean, it fits when you walk through the door. You're well, actually, when you see starring Aerosmith, you know we're in for a journey into nostalgia here. So I can't. I I would love to make. I let me rephrase this. I will endlessly make fun of this for that, but I can't legitimately. Vault it in a point direction for that because it's just it's just what it is, right? Um, okay, so can we talk about the? <clears throat> oh, you know, before we do, uh, they there was a podcast, the ride episode, I think about this, and they talked about because they have a friend that was the engineer or whatever. They recorded both of those pre-show scenes for Disneyland Paris and for this at the same time. Like, the same makes day. sense, yeah. It's totally the same cast, the same sound right. engineer, the same cast. It's it's two people that aren't Aerosmith. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to get into the history of the Incredicoaster, which really is the California Screamin'. So um, the the coaster was designed by Ingenieur Bureau Stangel and was built by Intamin. <laughs> Last year. Intamin. We, oh, another the donut Intamin. company. The donut company. <laughs> That was fun. Um, <laughs> it was the eighth. Listen to this. This is interesting. It was the eighth longest roller coaster in the world and the third longest steel coaster in the United States at 6,072. Hmm. It was also the longest ride with an inversion. Its highest point was 120 feet, followed by a 108 foot drop. Wait, I'm sorry. Longest ride with an inversion on what scale? Like period? In the United States. I think that's point worthy. Just one. You know how to fly? Um, though built of steel, the structure was designed visually mimicked, or as designed, visually mimicked the features of a wooden coaster. So it's actually made of steel, but it mimics a wooden coaster, kind of Coney Island, you know, pier sort of thing. Uh, on November 5th, 2010, the coaster's original recorded safety spiels were updated with the voice of, wait for it, Neil Patrick Harris, replacing the original safety spiel recorded by D. Bradley Baker. After the refurbishment of the whole park from 2007 to 2012, the coaster's Mickey Mouse head, which would which went was in front of the, the loop, um, the loop went in front of the Mickey Mouse head, was replaced with a large sun and the world's Paradise Pier. The coaster had some distinct. Oh, dog! Hold on. <laughs> the coaster had some distinctive features. It used linear induction motors to launch the train up the first hill, replacing the traditional lift hill chain. It was one of Disney's fastest attractions, accelerating guests from zero to fifty-five miles per hour in four seconds at launch. Like Space Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster, it was set to music. It was the only inverting attraction at the Disneyland Resort. On January 3rd, 2007, the coaster's standard onboard audio track was temporarily replaced and remixed with a remixed version of Red Hot Chili Peppers Around the World, and it was renamed Rockin' California Screamin'. <laughs> yeah. This was, it feels very uh, uh, Space Mountain. But anyway, this was promoted <laughs> alongside Rock and Space Mountain, a similar change to Space Mountain and Disneyland, though the, that ride's audio was changed to the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover version of Higher Ground. 
So they had a contract with Red Hot Chili Peppers and they were using it. These changes were part of the Rockin' Both Parks campaign. This was 2007. (laughs) Rockin' Both Parks? Rockin' Both Parks. (laughs) Okay. Rocktober, everybody. Yeah, Rocktober. The standard audio track was restored when the campaign ended the end. Uh, A couple of pieces of trivia of the history of this attraction. Uh, The coaster's name, California Screamin', was a play on the 1955 song, California Dreamin'. Oh, got it. Got it. A Disney villains-themed overlay was proposed as part of Paradise Pier's 2010 overhaul, which would have featured an indoor villain funhouse queue with Cruella's glaring face serving as the new entrance. Was that ever done, ever, like? They talked about it, it and they proposed. didn't do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And okay, the first good. launch tube uh, redecorated as Maleficent's dragon form. That is the history of Incredicoaster slash California Screaming. Okay. Here's an important question. I'm assuming both of these were original track design. Wait, where did Jimmy go? Jimmy, I have a, I have a layup for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. What's the important question? I'm, I'm assuming both of these are original track designs for the respective parks. <laughs> it was, well, yes, this was designed. I mean, it was designed by Vacoma, but it was created for Disney and they re- replicated the same track. Yeah. Are you sure? For Yeah. This isn't, this wasn't used. Well, it was u- reused three years later in Disneyland, in Disneyland Paris for their rock and that's, roller coaster. Cause that's not my memory of it. Um, Wait, you thought it was off the shelf? I think it is. What's Rock and Roller Coaster. I, I'm almost certain that Rock and Roller Coaster is a track design that was somewhere else first. Rock. Mm. To my knowledge, it's not. But I do believe, yeah, they um, they it was. It's an identical track in Paris, right? Right. Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned that, but I thought, yeah, I thought, well, let's well, let's dig around coaster.net. Or coasternet.com. AKA outdoor rock and roller coaster. Okay, so Express. There's another thing called the rock and roller coaster, but but it's not starring Aerosmith. Well, I mean that's huge. Express roller coaster. I I remember seeing this. Hosts do internet research. Yes. Um roller coaster wiki. Um Everyone, don't forget to go to concierge and tell them how much you love this part of the show specifically. It's... No, he's not. Because I had to let the dog in twice. Nah, he should keep it. Oh, no, it depends on how entertaining we are. Uh, so cut it. Yeah, this is... Uh... No, I'm, I'm looking at CoasterNet here, and... Look, I... When it, was, it was cloned for... It was cloned for France. Okay. I'm um, seeing it as I- Express is a similar design. I could be wrong. I don't really care. Rock that and much. Roller Coaster is Vacoma's take on the Intamin Spaghetti Bowl design. Mm, oh, okay, okay, oh. okay. So it's so similar it- to something else, but it's original. So that that passes. And Jimmy Intamin's was into donuts and spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. They so like there carbs. are three. There are three. So they also made a super one of the Superman the rides is a similar track structure. Oh, the one where yeah, you so lay down it says flat. there are, there are three like it, but okay, yeah, I get. I mean, that's that's fine. 
that, <laughs> that tracks because <laughs> it's not and we're music, back. but it's ride tracks. Okay, uh, um, hear about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before though, be, uh, uh, so Jimmy, before you answer the question, I would like to hear a commercial. All right, we're gonna take a break, everybody. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Your attention, please. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. There you go. You're welcome, Eric. And so, J- Jimmy, is your uh, track an original track to California Adventure? Yeah. Okay. It was. A I thought track. this was going to go in another direction. So no, it's designed. I mean, it it can't be a copy because it was the longest roller right. coaster. Right. 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 All right. Well, then. Uh, Cool. <laughs> Great. Uh, let's hear about the queue, Eric. I'm curious about this. That was an, that was an exciting diversion. I, right? <laughs> I, uh, what was the question? <laughs> uh, w- w- will, he, will he talk about the queue? Yes, he uh, will. All right. Um, yeah, so the queue, it, it initially starts outside... Um, We'll, we'll talk about the area when we get to the end. Uh, the building itself is a fairly unimpressive looking building other than the giant guitar, the, the giant red Stratocaster up front, which is how else would you know that the ride rocked? Right. Yes, exactly. I like uh, it. Yes. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's, we'll talk it more about like that a roller coaster track. It's got the car on it. So you kind of get an idea of what the thing is. And yeah. isn't the building uh, meant to look like a soundstage? Or no? Um, on the outside, I don't know. Maybe inside, it definitely is, but I don't know. I a lot think of everything stages. looks like a soundstage around there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. In any case, the queue outside is unimpressive. Once you get inside, uh, things change. You you enter the fiction uh, the fictional the fictional record company G Force Records. Get it? G Force. <laughs> yes, you get it. Um, in the front lobby, uh, the the pillars holding up the ceiling are tall guitars. The floor looks like a record. Um, oh God, I forgot. Dan's, Dan's already doing great. Uh, there are digital posters of Hollywood Records artists in the lobby that change. So it rotates through uh, Hollywood Records artists. Um, Hollywood Records, of course, being the music publishing arm of Disney. Yeah, it why started in 1989. They, why isn't it Hollywood Records and why G-Force? This- That's a good point because they own Hollywood Records. This is well, they also own G-Force Records, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Since it's fake, but you know, all about synergy. Why wouldn't you do Hollywood Records? Yeah. Well, G-Force Records has a much longer history than oh. Hollywood Records, which started oh, no. in 1989 by Michael Eisner. Um, we'll get to the history of G-Force oh, Records no. later. Oh, oh I, I, Dan, I feel, I feel, I feel it coming. You feel imagineered <laughs> nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, you do. 
uh, I gotta go point for Incredicoaster because that's silly that they didn't. Act, they they especially given that they're Disney at that time, like they could have totally used this as a reason to promote the probably terrible music that was on Hollywood Records. But at least they could have done that, and it wouldn't give them something something to switch in. You know how to fly. Stuff. Yeah, one just one point for that. Okay, I got that. Uh, yeah, at that time in the late '90s, Hollywood Records did not have very many artists. Their first big lock was Queen. They they got Queen in their entire back catalog. And Everyone loves Mercury Queen died. for some reason. So, like, I don't know. But they they didn't have a whole lot more artists. They really struggled for. They they never really made it huge. Like it's it's never been a huge label. Um, even though maybe Michael Eisner wanted it to be. Eric, so. Maybe the reason it's not a huge label is because they didn't include. It wasn't it. associated with a roller coaster. Think about it, and yeah, they could okay. change. Then they could be able. They can change up the the gifts the gift shop where they could sell you know From all Hollywood sorts records. of albums. Every Queen album ever, Aerosmith, just those two right there. There you Kiss. Go. They could and still sell the Kiss co- coffin, frankly. <laughs> Rami Malek uh, portrayed <laughs> Freddie Mercury in the film and also played the villain in the latest Bond that gave my child nightmares. So there you go. Continue. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yes, in the lobby, your magic band does a thing. It, the posters in the lobby will rotate through and pick the names of people who are standing in the lobby and have fictional album releases and concert posters. That say things like Jimmy tomorrow at 9 p.m. And you can go, hey, I wonder if that's my name or if there's another guy named Jimmy here. (laughs) So what you're saying is that it behooves us to put ridiculous, dirty names into our apps. (laughs) If you want to. See, that's that's really that that's advanced. I would never have thought of that. (laughs) Yeah, you go for it. (laughs) Next time we're there, Supreme Con 2022 at Walt Disney World. I'm in for that. Dan's changed his name to something vulgar, hoping that Rock and Roller Coaster is still open. So for the listener, Buster um, Nards. For the listener, Dan, uh, Dan and I have a nickname for each other. There was a radio station where one in California where one of yeah. the Hosts went to prison for like some, for the night <laughs> for like, or something for like minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they had a recurring character that would come on. It was a former cellmate, and he would call him Pudding Buns. <laughs> less hey. less funny now. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, so that was our nickname for each other. So that we for our wedding, which was at Disney World, by the way. Yeah, Dan took my new bride and I out to dinner at the French restaurant in the France, one of them. And he put the reservation under buns. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to call buns. Party of three. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, the fun so friend, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, good times. All right. So you, you walk through that part of the queue, you walk past some uh, vintage audio equipment that donated by, uh, donated by Aerosmith. With with plaques, little plaques that tell you what they are. Everybody loves plaques. Um, Except and then, dentists. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Good point. You pass uh, posters from so, okay. awesome. Can I? Uh, so shorthand, you're in a hard rock cafe. No, no, no. It's not. Nearly, <laughs> there's not stuff everywhere. That's in a glass case. Oh, okay, okay. It's more like a museum piece. Yeah, it's designed to be an actual studio. There are posters. Uh, there, are, like rock band posters on the wall, uh, guaranteeing that your dad will look at one of them and say, "Oh, I, I saw them live. Yeah, <laughs> I saw them live too." Yep, at least that happens to me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, then you eventually walk into Studio C, where you will see an actual-looking studio filled with uh, inst- dusty instruments and uh, stuff donated by Aerosmith. Um, there's probably a hidden Mickey or two in there, too, if the cast members have moved the cords on oh, the floor right. appropriately. Yep. Um, in the background, you see a, a screen, which surprisingly, is it, it holds up pretty well. The the image there, I don't know if they've touched it up or anything over the years, but you see the band members with a sound engineer who's futzing with his board and they're listening to them. They're recording of Walk This Way. Was it like a re-record? Yeah. yeah just well, touching it up, you know. I think it could be because they're elderly and they're like, wait, what band are we again? And the oh, en- engineer's like, you're... The- this is you, Stephen. This, this is you. <laughs> this is your voice. Maybe they're like the the George Lucas of rock stars. They just have to go back and retouch it, finish it up. Well, if, if they, they did were, touch up some of their songs for the ride, if they were, they would go. They would like digitally age them, which I think would be wonderful. I would love that. <laughs> uh, My grandma went to prom with Steven Tyler. Oh, Asher, you're back. Okay. <laughs> back. Welcome. <laughs> Proving that Aerosmith is old. Okay. Yep. yep. I- <laughs> well, thanks for that nugget, Asher. Uh, so the, the story begins uh, as you're all standing there watching things happen. Uh, the manager, uh, the, the band's manager, played by Ileana Douglas, walks in. And says they're they're late for their concert. They have to get out of there, and they leave. They turn around and and walk away. It's great. Joe Perry asks Chris to grab his black Les Paul. Uh, this still happens these days, even though uh, even though there used to be more interaction there. There used to be a cast member who would walk into the studio and grab that guitar right. and walk out. Uh, it's rumored that Disney stopped this because cast members were stealing Aerosmith gear. Oh, gee. <laughs> My favorite um, is is uh, just how poorly they read the lines. It's just it's not well acted at all. But it, oh yeah, like, it, it, you know they are how a rock I feel band about and our they, fans. <laughs> they do have to do this whole thing in one take. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, good time. I wonder how many times they had to try it. Maybe just once. <laughs> but, old one take, Joe Perry. That is an actual line, isn't it? Yeah. You know how we oh, feel, yeah. about, oh, our I feel about our fans. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. They're so, just yes. regular people, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> They're one of us. And they love their fans. So Steven Tyler comes back in to the studio and says, wait, we can't, we can't leave these random people we've never seen before That's behind. Right. <laughs> and Joe Perry agrees. You know how we feel about our fans. <laughs> Nothing. A, a cast, nothing about this is how it would actually operate in the real world. <laughs> it just, just be an assistant coming. It's like uh, everyone. Mister Tyler has said that you can come. With them. We have a bus for you. <laughs> <laughs> you will arrive by the end of the concert. Uh, so a cast member in the room with you may or may not yell with enthusiasm. 
They, they will yell it probably, but they might not be enthusiastic when they yell, how about some backstage passes? And Steven Tyler says, wait a minute. I love that idea. How about some backstage passes? <laughs> wait, so sometimes someone doesn't say it and then Steven Tyler still says it. No, no. I'm just thinking there, there have been, I've never been in there where they haven't yelled it, but I have been in there when they're like, Oh, backstage passes. Oh, I see what you're cast saying. Member. It's yeah, there's somebody recorded. Th- Eric, no, do you not understand how video screens work? Do we need uh-huh. to explain? Do we need a to cast s- member who's in the room with you telling you to fill in all the available space. They yell, how about some backstage passes? Huh. Oh, God. I just, I can't remember that. I th- if, in my memory is that it's a pre-recorded thing, but anyway, go ahead. Oh, I think it probably yeah. feels pre-recorded. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Enthusiasm. And what I heard is that the 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 person who goes in and gets the guitar is like the reason you don't always see it is it's kind of like if they have overstaffed the day, like that's like an extra position. They're like, I I guess we have that person today. They put Chris in there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I've never I don't know that I've ever actually noticed that before. I've never seen it. Yeah. I've honestly I've never ridden this ride without like a mind bending hangover before because it's always been going with Jimmy and it's usually the first thing while we're waiting for the fast pass to activate for tower of terror. Terror. And (laughs) yeah, I, yeah. So who knows? I don't even know if this ride exists. Apparently it does because we're doing this show. So that's good. Well, that, that is good that I'm not remembering a ride that doesn't exist. (laughs) That would be, that would be telling. Uh, anyway, actually, we're... I'm sorry. Point for both for existing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Got short sounds this week. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yes, the manager uh, finally agrees and uh, orders a super stretch limo that's super fast to get everybody to the to the concert. Um, there we go. You exit that area. Everybody crams together to get ahead in the line that they've been standing in for a while. Um, and uh, then you enter a dank alleyway that leads to a parking garage where you can watch you can watch uh, the ride vehicle launch into darkness and hear people scream over and over again while you wait to board your limo. And, and then you do so. They just need they should add like one or two like live improv actors doing like really sketchy stuff. <laughs> that's an interesting idea like it would be kind of fun because you're across the street from a i want to say it's a bar a club. or is it yeah a club yeah of some yeah kind. be really interesting if it was a, a comedy club and they would just have on a loop like the party line oh. in Main street that'd be kind of fun that'd be a little plus up I'll, could, I'll i'm gonna let new bob know about that yeah you I should think. thank you <laughs> instead of closing the ride just put something else there <laughs> all right well uh anything else before i share the cue of the incredible Nope, we're ready. (laughs) All right, buckle up. If you thought that was immersive and detailed, just you wait. Uh, uh, Direct sunlight. Ooh. Like I mentioned, vitamin D. Disney Uh gives back to the community. The Incredicoaster is set after the events of Incredibles 2, where we learn about Jack-Jack and all his things that he can do. To honor the superhero family's work in protecting the city, the citizens of Municiburg have renamed and rededicated the roller coaster at their local amusement park after the Incredibles. Wait, no. Oh, no. I did not know that. Yep. This so is- it's not just, hey, it's an Incredibles ride because it's an Incredibles ride. It's, 
Oh, God. <laughs> so wait, it's a ride, but you're also, I mean, I you know we're getting to the ride here, but the, I thought the story was you were just, for some reason, along following... A Q pre-show <laughs> video features interviews with the family and Edna Mode as they attend the opening. However, with Jack-Jack and Edna being too short to ride, they end up waiting for the family in the VIP lounge near the loading station, which has been reconstructed into a mid-century modern structure. And it's switchbacks in the sun. And then you walk huh. up the stairs, and then you walk down the stairs, and then... Just make it the thing. Just make it the ride. Like, this is the reality where Space Mouse... What's the story behind Space Mountain? You go, you're going to space. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you could just... It could just be that. It could just be... This is... I mean, the theme could be... They could even have videos. Like, here's this thing. Look, we thought... In fact, the video should be... Hi, I'm Michael Eisner. I messed Hot. up. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it. That's the story of the, the ride, and it's told in the queue in a pre-show video, which I've never seen, despite having been on this ride. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever actually watched it. Yeah, but that's what it is, and um, that is the queue. That's depressing. Yes, quite. <laughs> I, I don't... What okay, imaginary. Where, I know you're listening. This, yeah. <laughs> stop, just stop. I mean, it, it's cute, it's really cute. And I also had a subscription to Dis- Disney Magazine when they released an article about like the mysterious backstory that you don't know of the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. And like, those are called idea generating devices. Again, I'm talking to Imagineering, not to the listener. And I know Eric's going to start playing the song. It's fine. Um, They're called idea generating devices. What do idea generating devices do everybody? They generate ideas. That's right. And that's how you get interesting, cool rides like Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. You don't go in after the fact and shoehorn a ridiculously overthought s- story where the people of Monstropolis or whatever decide <laughs> that we're going to devote that same thing. We're going to devote this roller coaster that exists next to Jesse's Critter Jamboree or whatever. Well, I to- think, Dan, that is kind of the point. And I know that you don't love over-imagineering, but, but the point is Pixar Pier is shoehorned already and you're, you're doing it again been, you're you're accepting the the turd I, turd no, pile that I, they're I giving you i'm accepting what i'm <laughs> what i'm suggesting is the justification for being next to jesse's critter thing and that fun wheel is now pixar pal around and you've got I mean, it's just it's what else are you gonna do you could just have the thing be the thing you could well, just it is the thing you didn't know until i said it so as far as an enjoyment there we go so it's enjoyment yeah, I guess. Anyway, turn that music. <laughs> <laughs> Dan told me to turn it on. Uh, I I just knew that you would. Uh, okay. Um, Oi. This ride is lacking in this department. It it doesn't have the immersion, but but it can't because of the virtue of where it is. And I guess my argument is that that's okay. It doesn't need. It can just be a good roller coaster, and they can make it that. Yeah, and, and they could have, but they didn't. They overlaid it with an IP, and they had to justify the overlay. I'm not defending it. I'm just I'm no, justifying. No, I know. <laughs> I know. They didn't have to. 
they could have just been it's incredible it's it's incredibles now deal with it yeah which they kind of did okay but anyway tell us about the ride over there at the rock and roller coaster. it's a point for rock and roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) slight slightly more immersive cue All right. Oh, there's nothing slight about it. it knowing a- when to try and when to just let it be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the ride. You must be 48 inches tall to ride the rock and roller, roller coaster. Rider swap is allowed. Um, there is a single rider lane as well, which, um, depending on. Rider swap? Is that kind of like wife swap? <laughs> oh, well, like Coming soon one. to Disney Plus. <laughs> Rider swap. Meet your new family. <laughs> Is it bad oh, that I don't see my waveforms? No, I see them. You're fine. Okay, good. Yeah. You're, you're making sounds. Uh, let's see. Uh, so you board your, your car, which is themed to look like um, a 62 Cadillac. Uh, you board and it and it's sort of slinks around the corner and then stops in a, uh, in a pre-launch area. Uh, while you're there, you listen to Bill St. James from LA's classic rock station telling you things like there's traffic. Uh, he, That's right. so it's not shadow Stevens. No, I no. So thought it was for a while. It was uncle Joe Benson. who is also somebody I don't know. <laughs> and but. because I've ridden the ride so many times in the state that I've ridden it in, do you actually wobble forwards and backwards while you're waiting? Or is that just me experiencing an epic hangover every time? No, yeah, you move a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's finding its placement. Right, before it launches you. So while you're there, you can see a list. You can see uh, a highway sign that Jimmy mentioned before. That's an old sort of highway road sign with a, a fairly long list of, of uh, rotating sayings. Would you like to hear... All of these sayings. I feel yes, like I'm going exactly. to either way. <laughs> oh, you sure are. <laughs> Detour ahead, so get ready to rock. All lanes open, so floor it. Freeway jammed ahead. Rock on. All roads jammed. Check radio for traffic info. Freeway jammed, so we be jamming. Oh, God. Traffic bug you? Then step on it. Get ready for Life in the Fast Lane. That's not, not even a, their song. Not a Aerosmith song. <laughs> Prepare to rock and roll out of here. Ah. Freeway congestion ahead. Take alternate route. Traffic jammed. Uh. Not. Oh, God. Oh, ow, ow. Drive safely. 90s. Detour ahead. Get ready to rock. Face forward. Keep your head back. Uh, keep your head back and put the pedal to the metal. Freeway congestion ahead. So get ready to shake, rattle, and roll. Prepare to merge like you've never merged before. The carpool lane is wide open. Blast zone. And then there's also an animation of a car driving with trees on either side up to a road sign that reads Sunset Boulevard. Nice. I like that they're promoting carpooling. Yes, that's great. Or they're making a commentary on our society that the carpool lane's wide. I believe that's where they're going with it. Oh, okay. Ooh. (sighs) Exciting. If if 
if the character Borat were to make an awesome roller coaster, this would be it. Not this would be it. We'll get Aerosmith, big big rock and roll band. Yeah, I think it was more like Wayne's World '90s than it was Borat. No, I know, I know, but it turned into that. <laughs> uh, I should right. have asked Dallas Cooper; he would have been a good one. Oh God, <laughs> he would have done it for like fifty bucks. Oh yeah, and like nice. like an annual pass and all the hot dogs you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good deal. You better take it, Alice. <laughs> and he'd be there, and he would be there every day eating nothing but hot dogs. <laughs> what was the band with the that weird guy who has a wife named Sharon who had a reality Ozzy Osbourne? Team? Ozzy Osbourne. What was that band again? Black Sabbath. Black yeah, Sabbath. I don't think what that would Black go Sabbath? over well. <laughs> no. Or <laughs> in NWA. <laughs> and, and then Black Sabbath, and in the opening freeway sign, it's a animated character biting the head off. Of <laughs> anyway, let us not delay uh, any yes. further. Let's hear about this ride. All right. So you're waiting there. You watch the road signs. You get set up. Lots of anticipation. It actually does sit there for quite some time. It does. It, it does. Uh, it really does build a lot of anticipation. And then you hear Steven Tyler screaming uh, a countdown from five. And then the uh, the coaster launches you from zero to 57 miles per hour uh, in uh, 2.8 seconds. Wow. So it's faster in a shorter amount of time. Yes. That's 95 kilometers per hour. Uh, That's a point for for a rock roller coaster. Uh, Yeah. So you you fly forward into a dark tunnel, emerging immediately into a sea serpent roll, uh, Hmm. kind of a double double inversion. Um, You go through banked turns, a third inversion, a corkscrew. Uh, and basically over the course of the next, uh, of just over 60 seconds, you travel, you travel through a whole bunch of flats that represent different areas of, uh, of Hollywood while you listen to, uh, while you listen to, I was about to say the Rolling Stones while you listen to Aerosmith <laughs> songs. Now, interestingly enough, you would think that something like this would be. I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't assume that it would be set up this way. Each physical car, each physical train has its own soundtrack. Really? Loaded onto it. And I guess, I mean, this is 90s technology. Um, and each one has, each car has a, a vanity, well, it has a specific license plate and it has a specific song on it. Huh. So there's one QK LIMO, one quick limo. That's the one that plays nine lives. So there's, don't go on that one. <laughs> uh, can I wait for the next one? <laughs> uh, can I wait for you go, babe? Uh, that's where you hear love in an elevator and walk this way. But it's love in a roller coaster. Yeah. Rerecorded. There's bye-bye, which is young lust. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on. Coaster. I'm sorry. Love in a roller coaster completely guts. You're living it up while you're going down. No, 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 no. Look, I can't believe I'm in a place where I'm defending the artistic integrity, artistic integrity <laughs> of Aerosmith. But that song was about people doing dirty things in an elevator. If you try doing dirty things in an elevator, not only roller coaster, not only is it a safety hazard, but you'll get kicked out of that park 
just like the woman did for peeing in a cup. Um, I hate that I'm doing this, Uh-oh. but I hate that they did that more because and credit coaster gets a point. You know how to fly. They didn't do that. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, two more. There's H8TRFFC, hate traffic, which has back in the saddle and dude looks like a lady. And two, fast for you. <laughs> Another Sweet song emotion. that hasn't aged very well. <laughs> Dude looks yes, like a lady. Good point. Uh, I seem to get Sweet Emotion the most. Any you? Uh, mine tends to be uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady. Okay. I hate trap. All right. Uh, so there's a sixth car that's always kept out of rotation. It's always There's always one that can be refurbished. And when that one is, when the next car is ready for refurbishment, they put the soundtrack and the license plate on the blank one. So they're constantly rotating through and refurbishing these cars. Huh? Not throughout the day. I would imagine it's on a weekly basis. So there are five cars going at any given time. Correct. Yeah. And they're all playing different stuff. Right. I like that. That's a point. Oh no, I just deleted the sound. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right. I'll find that eventually. Um, yeah, the, yeah. It's constantly, yeah. Every everyone has a different different uh, different song. Uh, while you're in your ride, there are 120 speakers in each train. There are five for each rider. Riders, two mids, two tweeters, and one subwoofer under the under your seat. Uh, combined, 32,000 watts of amplifier output. Yeah, well, okay. To be, to be, I almost gave it a point for that. But to be fair, that's just they should have they should have done that. They need to have a good sound system for this ride. So, yeah, because you don't hear the roller coaster. No, yeah, you really no, don't. It's, it's it's loud enough, but it's not deafening. It's not obtrusive. It's yeah, it's a big part of it. A big part of that ride. So. I will say though that it's, it should be. It, this could just be me, and it's. It's one of the only rides like this that I'm very aware of this being a roller coaster track in a building. Hmm. I could be wrong. Could be the hangover. As in you see the know. track or what do you, what do you no, mean No, it's just, it's just, there's something about the feel of it where I'm just like, it could be because it's the only ro- the ride where you do typical roller coastery things where I'm just like, I'm very aware that this is. I mean, the theme still grabs me, all of that stuff, but less so because it's just like, this is just a roller coaster in a building with stuff. I like the stuff. Hmm. Okay. I I could, maybe that, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just so, yeah, I don't know. Continue, please. All right. I will. I will continue. Uh, not a whole lot more here. I just wanted to kind of go through some of the things that you go past. Um, I, I, like we mentioned before, the, the flats really, that's probably what's aged more than anything is it's very nineties style cartoony stuff. Um, you loop past a lot of road signs. Um, you go through the O in the Hollywood sign, uh, past billboards for businesses and, and clubs like whiskey, a go, go, uh, you pass the I five to the civic center. Um, notice that I say, the I five because that's that's what people do in California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Five, Thank you. It's not the it's I the, five. It is it's the, the five. five. Oh, the five. Yeah. Okay, the there we go. The five. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that other people. I mean, 
where I'm from, we would say I five. Yeah, that's it, it's definitely a regional thing. So I moved from California to Georgia, and it was always the the fifteen, the whatever. But here, I think east of the Mississippi, or maybe anywhere outside of California, it's always you say it after the Confederate general that it's named after. Is that how that's it right? Works? I okay. Lee, <laughs> I Jackson, <What>? uh, <laughs> Jackson Memorial <laughs> Highway. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> As you pass under a tangle of interstate bridges, um, you pass skyscrapers, you pass or you take the 10 to Beverly Hills. Did I do it right? Nice yeah. Job. Good job. Nice job. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you pass the, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, famous Beverly Hills road sign. Wacky. There's a wacky road sign with a twisty loop instead of normal directions like merge. And that's when you do the corkscrew. Uh, you pass by more buildings that I guess are Beverly Hills. They're kind of cartoony and weird perspective. And yeah, uh, you pass palm trees, a beach scene. Um, you pass a burger sign, uh, pass the one Oh one sign. You go through, <clears throat> you go through a, <coughs> Oh, pardon me. Um, you go through a donut sign like Randy's, Randy's you go through yeah. the donut. Uh, you pass a billboard for a place named Thai Taco with a giant taco on it. Um, and then you blow past a bunch of stop signs and go to a VIP parking area uh, where you're told where to where to park and you slow down um, and then you stop and you're in uh, your your backstage in a fun lit area where you get out and you walk the red carpet into the backstage of the show where they're playing videos of Aeros- an Aerosmith concert from, I, I assume, like 1999. Am I remembering correctly that you can hear the concert like in the distance? Yes. Yeah. That's a nice yeah, you touch. Can. That's a point. Okay. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. And, <laughs> beep. and is the paparazzi chasing you at any point during the ride? <laughs> no, no, they, they did not okay, include good. that portion of superstar limo. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole thing has that. It's all very blacklit and especially pastel. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, it, it's just a very specific style that was super nineties and it definitely you don't notice it cause you're flying. <laughs> yeah. It, it embraces the cheesiness of it, I think. And if you weren't moving quickly, it would be, it would be terrible. It'd easily be one of the worst rides anywhere. <laughs> it would be superstar limo, superstar limo. Yeah, it would. Um, yeah. Okay. I agree okay. that that's what the ride does. And I think I've given point. All right, so okay. let's talk about Incredicoaster. Straight away, so you get on, there's there's two loading platforms similar to uh, Indiana Jones, similar to, um, what's the other one that I'm not thinking of right now? doesn't matter. So there are two loading platforms. Dinosaur? One, <laughs> dinosaur, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Very much like dinosaur. <laughs> uh, straight away, Dash sprints into action in an attempt to catch Jack-Jack. Launching guests on oh, the I adventure. Forgot, I forgot there's a story. <clears throat> launching guests <laughs> on the adventure good. with him it's not <laughs> it's cool because at the launch like jack jack's like all right here we go and then you can see on the left hand side his little footprints running up because yeah but in the abstract when i was just single ridering this thing and not didn't know that there was this stupid shoehorn story in there it was just like okay this makes sense because it's called the incredible coaster like i was already there as the coaster zooms through the first tunnel, Jack-Jack shoots blue laser beams from his eyes, and Dash uses his super speed to avoid being hit. 
During the climb into the second tunnel, guests find that Elastigirl has jumped in to assist. Stretching herself flat against the tunnel walls, she reaches out with both arms in an attempt to grab her baby boy. Then the aroma of chocolate chip cookies wafts through the tunnel, and as the cloister plunges downward, guests see that Mr. Incredible has punched through the side of the tube holding a cookie to lure Jack-Jack out of another dimension. In the third tunnel, guests find Jack-Jack joyfully aflame. Violet jumps in to save the Incredible Coaster riders by shooting her purple force field up the tunnel, shielding guests from the raging fire. As the coaster zooms safely out of the tunnel, it sprints over a series of humps, which are a lot of fun, and guests see a cluster of jack-jacks in mid-air giggling and multiplying. As riders circle through the final helix, they hear the voice of Edna Mode telling the family that Jack-Jack has returned to her safe and sound. As the track straightens out, riders return to a chaotic and messy VIP lounge with the last one last surprise that guests are sure to enjoy is a giant Jack-Jack. I got it. Okay. So, first of all, <laughs> I'm guessing at no point does your ride vehicle weirdly slow down, even though they went through great effort to speed you up at the beginning. I mean, there are sometimes where and then lurch up a hill. But I mean, maybe (laughs) (laughs) where are you going with this? (laughs) How many, how many times do they, Eric rock and roller coaster? Is it just the launch and then no other all gravity from there? Yeah. One launch. And then Credicoaster, they just couldn't afford the extra limb thing or what? <laughs> I don't know. It's a storytelling device. It's not a story. Okay. First of all, you need to drop that right now. <laughs> That's a point for Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> Second, all these babies that you see, these, yeah. these Jack Jacks, <laughs> they're so terrible. <laughs> it's, I mean, they're just and it's 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 passable at night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. This is a different. If you drink the right amount of purple stuff, you almost don't notice that all of the babies on Incredicoaster are on spikes. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, and, and that's the thing during the day. It, it's just a bunch of Jack Jacks on spikes sticking out of the buildings. Yeah, Which, babies sacrificed on yeah. spikes. It, but like you said, it's passable at night because they can light them up. But the the passable so, is the key word. So well lit that you can still see them. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a. I didn't love that choice. But the if we're shoehorning, it's it's a story. It's fun. It's you know. I mean, if if we're shoehorning, I like I didn't even ca- I, I again I wrote it. See, here's 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 my proof. I've wrote it. I've I've wrote it um, probably five times or so since it became this you mean you, you it's wrote atrocity. It. I wrote it. I wrote it. I done wrote it good. Um, I, I didn't even I didn't care that, that it was just here's here are my friends doing what my friends do. It's called the Incredicoaster. So that's why they're here. It's um, a phenomenal roller coaster. Phenomenal. It's a great. It is a, a good roller coaster. coaster. It's it is a really good roller it's, coaster. It's easy ride. The bunny hills are great. Uh, I got it. Okay, how many bunny hills are there? Okay, so three points, one for each bunny hill, because that part's awesome. You know how to fly? Seventeen bunny hills. Sorry, no. 
I'm looking at uh, my notes. I've no, it's, it's really just for being a very smooth, very, very smooth roller coaster. And I've been on many a roller coaster. Um, some that were basically the same thing and they were not anywhere near as smooth, whatever they did to this ride. Yeah. It's, you can feel the effort. Um, rock and roller coaster. I'm not going to award negative points for it. Not nearly as smooth. No, it definitely rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> anyway, that, so that's, that's the ride. It, it's in, and we've made the points and you know, it's not perfect. It's not fully immersive because you're outside for most of the time. What they did, and I have some points, not points, but just some some facts and interesting to me figures about what they did to make it Incredibles, but we can get to that in the lightning round. Yeah, I've got some lightning round stuff. All right. Okay. I I just I just feel like they could have come up with like some like Burl Ives or John uh Jonathan John Tutt. John Davidson character who like played a carnival barker at some point in some movie and been like, eh, it's Popham Rockham's rock and roller coaster or something. I don't know. Okay. I continue to be disappointed by the world. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh the impact of the land, Eric. The impact on the land. Mm. Yes. So interesting. I'm looking forward to a little debate here because Hollywood studios, um, I know if you, there's been a lot of discussion about the two towers of terror back when they were both tower of terror and how uh, Buena Vista street was in at DCA was supposed to be an old time, like a, a classic Hollywood. And then why, why then do we have a decrepit tower at the end of it? Um, and it's supposed to be similar with um, Hollywood Studios and Sunset Boulevard. What's perhaps what I would perhaps contend is at least when you get down to the end of that street, you are now in the present day because the Hollywood Tower Hotel is decrepit and ruined because of the accident that happened in the 30s. Um, you can also uh, say the same for the modern day. A recording studio that happens to be right next to the ruined tower. Well, it, visually in the story of the tower, isn't it like, it's basically like it's been untouched anyway. So this is since the, 1939, right? Yeah. So you have, I guess we could consider that this is like a perfect Hollywood that kind of stayed in 1939. And then this was the one that I don't know. I, the, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I don't, I, I think you, there's you know I love it in another episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know you know I love take tearing apart theming, but like I don't see that as a problem here. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. I, I, yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on that yeah. because this this area could be standalone. Whatever you want to do, it's it's a tucked away portion. So if mm-hmm. you really want to preserve this image of Hollywood and where is this recording studio, it doesn't matter. You don't see it from Sunset right. Boulevard. You see it when you get to the end of the street and you take a left. So it, in some ways, it doesn't have much of an impact on the land, mm-hmm. but it does have, um, it does have a, its own presence. It's got this nice courtyard. It has which is classic, the way you get to the the cars thing, right? Which doesn't that's fit true at they, all in any of that. No, 
No, and he, you kind of go, wait, there's a Cars thing back here? You can meet Lightning McQueen? Well, and Aerosmith has been recording since the 30s anyway, so. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, got another one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Aerosmith. If Rock and Roller Coaster were a person that would watch the History <laughs> Channel all day. <laughs> it would. Come on, Asher. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, the, the arch, the studio-style arch announcing you know that this is the the area where you can get on the rock and roller coaster um as jimmy mentioned there the there's the coaster track coming off of the stratocaster across the courtyard you see it winding through the air and it ends up with an upside down car like the ride car hanging from the bottom of the studio arch so you follow that you visually follow that into the courtyard it's there's not a whole lot in the courtyard other than this building there are a couple gifts. There's a you know a snack stand yeah, a and kiosk. like a little kiosk for trinkets and such. But um, really, it does completely focus your attention on this is where the building is. This is where the ride is. Here you go. Have fun, kids. Yeah, it's, and it, it feels neglected. It feels like this is an area where this ride exists, and we ran out of ideas. We couldn't think of what to do. Even so, there are two huge photo opportunities there, underneath true. the car and at the mm. and at the guitar. There are always That's there's true. always a line of people waiting to take pictures there. It doesn't need the car, but that doesn't. Well, the the car works to tell you what it is you're going to do. Like this is what this thing yeah, is. Yeah, but which so is a trope does the word roller coaster. Yeah, that's true, but. Um, but it has nothing to do with the land. There's no impact on the land in that. It just here's an example. If you close your eyes and think about. If I said picture Sunset Boulevard at Hollywood Studios, what do you see? Do you see a street and a big tower at the end of it? I see the tower. I see the marketplace. Yeah. On the left now, as you're walking down. Clear your mind. Do the same thing. Listener, this is true for you too, even if you're driving. Welcome to Meditation Moment. Close your eyes and picture Paradise Pier. What do you see? Um, Paradise. No, look at it. What do you see? I'm seeing um, a giant roller coaster and a Ferris hold wheel. Hold on. Wait, you don't get to tell me what I see. I see a Ferris wheel. You're not closing I your eyes. I see. Okay, hold on. See a Ferris wheel? <laughs> Listeners, we can see your eyes are open too. Yes, especially <laughs> if you're driving. Um, I see um, Ariel's Grotto. Ooh. They should not have called it that. Um, <laughs> I well, you're see... not a Pixar period. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Photo. Let me walk with my with my mind feet. Don't oh, trip. it's so much nicer to not be chafing in my <laughs> in my brain palace. Do 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 do. Is that Alice Cooper eating hot dogs? <laughs> um, I see. Okay, I'm here. I see. Um. I see a roller coaster. I yeah. see where you're going with this. It's it is it the is land. the pier. It, it is, is the, the land. Is my it point. Is. So when you have an impact on the land, my only note was it right. is the land. So okay, I I'm not I'm I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I I the reason I'm stuck here, the reason I can't get to the place that I think you're trying to get me to, is. I don't know that it should be. Well, and I'm not giving commentary. I just, when we're talking about an impact, whether it's good right. or bad is up to you to decide. But if you think about the land, Pixar Pier is a giant roller coaster. Without and, it, you would just see the Marriott or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But inside the roller coaster is 
uh, the the little trinket uh, or the the arcade stuff is in the roller coaster. Yeah, the um, Toy Story Mania is in the roller coaster. The Primeval Whirl or the, the the Whirly thing, formerly Malaboomer, is in the roller coaster. Like it's all housed inside this thing, in some way or another, or it's you know interconnected. Is my point? Other than the the Wheel of Death. So even though it shouldn't, I'm I'm trying to get there. Even though it shouldn't. They shouldn't have gone in that. I th- I think they shouldn't have gone in that direction and relied on Carney stuff at all. Oh, We've talked totally, about that before. Is, yeah, exactly. But, but it, they did. if you're going to do that, you can at the very least make it a boardwalk and you can at the very least. Which they did. Make it feel like, yeah, that is kind of how it would be. I mean, I've been to boardwalk. um boardwalks like at well, san jose is san jose yeah santa, yeah, santa jose, yeah, yeah 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 and i mean it's just that it's santa cruz stuff santa cruz that's stuff inside of Where these the roller coasters are. basically i mean that it my point is it is the land whether you like it or not is not my point that's a no that's fair um i think land impact it's it's got to be an incredicoaster and we are close enough that we can make this interesting and I can give it two points and not feel bad about it while also adding dramatic tension because now we're tied Uh with 10 against Uh 10. A lot of those are spite points. So that's true. (laughs) Well, if Incredicoaster wins in because of the spite for rock and roller coaster, I might have to go to a pellet court. Yeah. And that's fine. (laughs) Who knows? This could be our excuse to, to have an appellate court. Who knows? Who knows Who what knows? I'll do? I'm mad with power. I'm like, right. oh, no. Eric, I'm <laughs> lightning round. You ready? Oh, well, well here. This let's... is why we should have term, term limits for judges. That, that's that's suddenly <laughs> <laughs> very political. Wow. <laughs> um, before we do the lightning round, I do have a what would normally be called like a forgotten backstory that relates to the oh, land. No. Oh, good. No, no, no. Eric, stop. <laughs> Stop. This is, and I, I say this oh, yum, yum, yum. of having negative 20 points, um, but it, this, this falls, it, Dan framed this well earlier to say that this sort of thing doesn't need to be, it, it, it doesn't, who knows why this, this story was constructed, but it, it never was written anywhere or put out in front of the public in any way. By the way, it I doesn't need to be, I don't know what's about to happen. All I know is that it's been teased how much I'm likely going to hate it. Oh, I can't wait to see your reaction. All right. Are you, do I, okay. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to sprinkle it on purpose, but if I need to, the swears come out, are you okay? Editing? Uh, yes. Okay. I, okay. I will take note. It'll be easy to find. I've got a, okay. a music bed. It'll be easy to find okay. your swears. Okay. Um, Welcome to Dan hates the Beatles. Everybody. What this is going to be. <laughs> I have no uh, okay. Um, it's about the land, about the land specifically around the area, about GeForce Records, records and Sunset Boulevard. Okay, my brain is going to. I'm I'm going to not what the worst possible thing is, but like the edge of it to where if it's worse than this, yeah, then it's worse than what I can think of currently. That there was right. actually a person called g-force the g stands mm, no. for something and it's not gravity no it gravy it in fact goofy 
No, it has nothing to do with the name GeForce Records. Okay. Uh, I think just, let's just do this. Okay. All right, let's go for it. So why is this story happening in 1940s Hollywood? We kind of addressed that. It perhaps is, like, GeForce Records that you walk into is at least supposed to be present day. Uh, things things have changed. The Tower of Terror Hotel, the, the Hollywood Tower Hotel is decrepit. It was once a great beauty. GeForce Records um, actually has a connection to the Tower of Terror story. I'm, I'm worried. GeForce... GeForce Records was started in the 1930s. It was a growing force in entertainment until one night in 1939. Oh, no. Halloween night, in fact. The label was throwing a shindig for its artists at the Hollywood Tower Hotel when a strange incident occurred. Can I mute Lightning him? struck the building. I need to mute him. Lightning struck the building and five hotel guests disappeared. No. Supreme. You no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, Wait a minute. Due to the proximity, what's that? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Number one. Did you just search for this recently? Found this Google search? No. This is in one of the the secret stories of uh, Walt Disney World books by Jim Corkins. Okay. So this was you had this written down before we started recording. No, I, I I discovered I I discovered this, or probably rediscovered it. I've read all the books, but I rediscovered this story while while searching recording. for this right, show. So I, I, okay, uh, go ahead. So, due to their proximity to the event, G Force Records was tied to the catastrophe, and their record sales dropped. Years later, the label made a push to recover. They added a giant Stratocaster to the front of their building, and once again, new artists flocked to the studio no, to use their radical no, equipment and no. record masterpieces of the late Wait, Mantis. wait, they added a giant... So the Stratocaster really is part of the building. How, okay, so let's go, let, let's, let's, let's go down this road. How did they get the giant, the Stratocaster to be a giant? Did they call the, the professor from Honey, I... Did whatever to the baby, like we'll just keep adding up. Like let's just As Wayne Zelensky blew it up. Yeah, let's just let's just keep piling on garbage here. Why not? Oh crap! So is that it? Uh, ultimately, that's it. Yeah the 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 main portion that's ridiculous is that they were there at the hotel when that the studio was present next door to the hotel. That's actually the most believable the part of that happened. whole thing is that Aerosmith was <laughs> the actually building there. Was there. <laughs> um, so, but I will say to me, in my mind, Honda mansion and pirates are connected. I yeah. feel like you don't do rock and roller coaster without tower of terror. Like you do well, one because, then the other. Right. Because you have a fast pass or now a lightning lane for one. And then, like well, I gotta we gotta do something, and then you go over to this. They're both they're both fine rides, but I will not buy that they're connected. They're they're not connected at all, and it's this is gonna go in a direction that might surprise you. Because Jimmy, do you have anything to counter that? Uh, no, I think this is more like land related. I think this is his rebuttal from my land impact. Oh, it sure so, is. Because they had the idea, they had the over-imagineered concept, the too much story that nobody cares about, and they decided, you know what, let's just let the thing be the thing. So 
three points for Rock and Roller Coaster. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Lightning Restraint. <laughs> they had it. They had it ready to go. And someone was smart enough to say, no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> no one needs to know about this. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's bury it in the warehouse from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> All right. Lightning round. Oh, I guess that we're starting with me then. <laughs> um, I, I'm not used to defending the uh, the older ride. I, I tend to be the second the second fiddle here. I don't know. Um, well, I might as well start with this one because I'm looking at it, even though it doesn't have much to do with this ride. Uh, Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris has the same exact ride st- track structure as I mentioned, with a different story. Instead of Aerosmith taking you to a concert. They are inviting you to test out a new a new ride experience. They're building a roller coaster, and Aerosmith they're trying out their new a roller coaster. Yes, call, they're they're testing out these new cars called Sound Trackers. And as Jimmy mentioned, in the ride, it's basically just a bunch of studio equipment and strobe lights and fog. Yeah, I actually not, like not good. that better. <laughs> I think. Well, I, do. I mean, maybe better than flats, but it's no. I, I much to look at. That's true, but I do like the idea of it just being like, "Hi, we're Aerosmith. We have a ride now," you know, <laughs> like. But that has nothing to do with the rock and roller coaster in Florida. So it's no, okay. I yeah, no, I, I don't right. worry. I wasn't going to give it a point. Mrs. Incredible, aka Elastigirl, appears in the second tube of the Incredicoaster, stretching herself fifty-three feet from head to toe as she tries to grab baby Jack Jack. I mean, that's just how long the thing is, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Lightning. The ride track is 3,403 feet long. Mm-mm. You don't want to play that game. It's almost half of what yeah, the Incredicoaster zooms more than 6,000 feet of track, almost one and an eighth mile, making it the that's longest, a, that, longest that, roller coaster at Disneyland Resort. I think, did we already do that? Well, it's yeah, the long, think, it was yeah, the longest inverting. That. So, yeah. yeah we don't want to double it up. In that case, it took eight people to haul the Mr. Incredible figure up the coaster track to his final position on the Incredicoaster in the second tube. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a heavy thing, so a lot of people. I mean, all right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> the ride reaches uh, five up to five G's, which is more force than the astronauts feel when taking off. Ooh, oh. that's a point. That's definitely a point. Dang. <laughs> oh, he found it. Uh, the super elusive baby Jack Jack appears nineteen times throughout the attraction. Impaled. <laughs> 16 of those are impaled baby right. the music for the Incredicoaster is what I meant to say uh, was created by Academy Award winning composer Michael Giacchino who also uh-huh. scored the music for the Incredibles and Incredibles 2 films he also wrote original music inspired by the Incredibles for the Q area of the Incredicoaster uh, yeah, yeah I guess that well no hmm. I mean they both have music Original music for the attraction. Loving a roller coaster. <laughs> Incredible coaster. All right. You know how to fly? Uh, let's see. The ride cost uh, about $50 million to produce. Oh, I, uh, I, I got you on that one. The baby Jack-Jack at the end is 1,800 pounds, and to fit it in its spot, the figure had to be lowered in with a crane before the building was enclosed around it. Did they make it out of marble? I don't know. <laughs> why, 
Wasn't he like fiberglass? No idea. And at that point, that's when like the construction people should have called somebody at Disney Imagineering and just been like, are you sure? Like, do we really need this? <laughs> uh, I guess point. Sure. Why not? And coaster. You know how to fly? <laughs> uh, only got a couple left here. The location for the ride was originally a cast member parking lot. Oh, <laughs> that's sticking true. it to the workers. I mean, that's um, true of all of Disney California Adventure. Oh, so that's, that's it. That's, that's a wash. That's that's, that's a, a wash. Point. That is a wash. Um, the triangular roof line of the load area was drawn on a napkin during lunch at a Pixar Animation Studios, and that's what was built. All of Incredibles Park is a play on triangles and circles with a mid-century modern style. All right. I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, artist Teddy Newton worked with Disney Imagineers to create a mural for the Incredicoaster load area. The artwork on the wall of Cookie or Jack-Jack Cookie Num Num kiosk and the arch at the entry of Incredibles Park, which is really cool at night. Uh, one of four neighborhoods in Pixar Pier. These designs feature a bold, abstract, hyper-colored style to contrast the monotones of the mid-century modern architecture in the rest of the neighborhood. Newton was a character designer on The Incredibles and a writer on the Pixar short Jack-Jack Attack, an inspiration for The Incredicoaster. I don't care. Uh, Eric, do you have something that's similar? Similar story type stuff? I I I actually have... Two last things. Something okay. that might be vaguely similar. It's about a person. It involves a person. So that's 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 the tie-in to Jimmy's thing. <laughs> um, actress Ileana Douglas, who played the manager in the scene, um, also appeared in an Aerosmith music video playing Liv Tyler's mother. Oh, boy. That's a point. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing's weird because Liv Tyler and his daughter and, yeah, it was all very... Well, and that 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 implies like a whole Aerosmith verse where like they because <laughs> we don't know what time period this is because they're That's all true. timeless vampires. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm surprised that nobody has brought up that they can't launch rock and roller coaster and drop Tower of Terror at the same time, or like reality will split in half. That can't be. Isn't that? I think I. What, the power draw is too much? That's something. I mean, inevitably, statistically, it's impossible to not have that happen. I, Jimmy, I thought you were the one that told me some time ago that that was the case. I hmm. don't remember that fact. But. Okay. Again, like you said, our, our mental state when we're going on this, right? That's true. Uh, 50 pounds of glitter were needed to create the Incredicoaster's fire and force field effects. 50 pounds of glitter. Mm, all those art classes that could have done something with that. Rock the and new, Roller Coaster gets a point. <laughs> the new red paint on the coaster <laughs> tubes is self-cleaning. I, I, I'm happy for it. <laughs> all of the incredible credit coaster murals were hand-painted as opposed to... By machine? By, by robot? <laughs> More than 50 tons of steel, 100,000 pounds were used maybe to they're implying, the tubes on the credit coaster. Maybe they're implying that it wasn't painted with somebody's butt. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, there are hidden Mickeys. Um, it, the the ride photo is in a stupid place. It's so oh, different yeah. where it's located. It is definitely a different ride at night. It is a different experience for sure. You know what? Slightly better. Well, first of all, it's faster. 
That's right. Eric, you have uh, something to say about that? <laughs> I do have something to say about that. My final point was going to be, <laughs> even though the Incredicoaster is faster at night, it's always night. <laughs> yeah. On the roller coaster starring Aerosmith. And because it's Rocktober, that gets two points. Um, <laughs> you know what? Why not Incredicoaster one point for... It is a different experience at night, and that's always fun. It sure is. Um, you but know how to fly? It's slightly less fun when... <laughs> It's better because the babies aren't just impaled yeah, it's <laughs> as trophies. Right. It's so dumb. <laughs> Look um, at the babies! <laughs> so just, just a couple of points before we sum it up. Um, the ride's four minutes long. It's like we already talked about the one of the longest rides. Uh, it's a, got a capacity of 2150 per hour, which is the fifth highest ride capacity at Disneyland Resort. There are seven trains instead of the five... With I got, you know what? I'm going to give it a, a point for really impressive capacity. I don't, Rock and Roller Coaster is nowhere near that, right? No, no. I mean, just, yeah, just length alone. They they only have, they're probably loading and unloading. There's one waiting to stop, which means there's probably two two cars going at once. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, I was riding this at peak Roller Coaster Tycoon in, in my life. <laughs> I noticed only one block uh break so that would make sense that it's two at a time because it's all gravity you know how to fly um so dan what's the final verdict or eric okay um first of all i just need to share because my brain won't let me not that all of those babies are like constantly an audience to mickey's uh, symphony whirlwind whirlwind thing no, not the fun wheel. Well, there's that too, but the because oh. the swings are oh, the his. his swings? Yeah, they're 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 always watching the same uh, orchestra concert over and over uh. again. They know what they did. So, um, with eighteen against fourteen, rock and roller coaster is rocking it with the most supreme rocktober rocking coaster launch coaster. yeah well congratulations to the rock and roller coaster listen um I, we touched on it the rock and roller coaster is a more immersive experience it's got a better queue it's a fun ride not as good of a ride as Incredicoaster, but Incredicoaster is limited by the fact that it's outside and it's at this pier that was a, a horrible idea to begin with because it was so against disney walt disney's vision they shoehorned in this thing, which tries to tell a story, but it's just not nearly as as fun and immersive. You, you got most of the cute rock and roller coaster is either covered or inside. Um, whereas, well, and I'll add something that might actually add some controversy to this, and might actually introduce an appellate situation because I'm thinking about, it and I see both rides like right next to each other, equal waiting time. Yep. I think I ride in credit coaster. I think you're right. Yeah. And, hmm. and, and I would agree because it's a better roller coaster right. in general. Uh, but as far as a themed experience goes, mm -hmm. rock and roller coaster is a better experience overall, which is what I think we. Well, that's the show. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so, <laughs> so, but I think we landed in the right place. Um, I really do love in credit coaster. I, don't know if I ever go to Disneyland without going on it. And the same is true for uh, rock and roller. Yeah, true. Well done, Eric. Very well argued and researched. Thank you very much. 
Likewise, Jimmy. We will be. Oh, sorry. We enjoyed going on uh, Incredicoaster together, the three mm-hmm. of us, three days ago. That was fun. One more ride that I have to be quiet on. Okay. Besides Haunted Mansion all the day. <laughs> um, we talked about uh, concierge earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 21st Amendment Brewery. Uh, Eric does a really good job at the ad reads for 21st Amendment. You have such a great face for radio. I mean... Oh, thanks. Great. <laughs> um, now, Jason and I are both upset with some of the sound quality there. No, it, it sounds complained great. about it a couple times. I'm like, yeah, we could have done that different. Okay, yeah. But I have to oh, tell well. you that in an hour... Uh, 30 minutes. Um, I am getting on a phone call with one friend of the show, Mr. Eli Bolin. He is planning mm. a vacation to Disney World with his family. And uh, he wants to do it up. He's doing hotels, the whole the whole ball of wax. And uh, so I will be concierging for Eli. Eli is a, he's a uh, off-Broadway musical He's John Mulaney's best friend, right? And he did write music for John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Mm-hmm. He's a resident writer on Sesame Street. Um, so yeah, he's going to be uh, concierging. So eight five six our ears. All right, uh, uh, we have other shows. Ears up, where you can listen to Bev try to do the Supreme Resort, but not very well. Ears <laughs> um, up in depth, where they talk about the news, banter, banter, Beskar and Bantha Milk, or just Bantha Milk, or Milk Milk Lemonade around the corner, Bantha Milk. And did you have re- feedback from Mike? No, he couldn't find it. Mike oh. said, "What can you I sum can up? For can you, no, please don't. Can we sum up uh, <laughs> his feedback? Do you remember he, high level? He liked the show. He was yeah. This is I Mike, the owner of Concierge. I, I can't quite remember. I, I, I think he was about the. Uh, it was about the genie episode, which uh, we recommended he listen to because he wanted to learn more about genie, and he. He admitted, yes, that was a very, very thorough analysis of Genie, and he feels like he knows what to expect now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mike, for listening to that one episode. Um, <laughs> and thank you for sponsoring <laughs> our network. Um, and uh, you can reach us, uh, feedback, rate us, review us, please. Um, it would be great. Uh, it doesn't take very long. Just click on the thing and, and write some notes. Um and you can reach us. I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. That's Dan at earsup-podcast.com. E. Johnson at concierge.com. And listen to Spectral Radio. It's a lot of fun. I love it. It it really uh, passes the time and takes me away to these places we love. And uh, Supreme Con 2022 at Epcot or Disney World. Sure. Yeah, and okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you very much for all of your work. You guys did great. And thank you for listening. Be good to each other. And we'll see you next time. Fresh baked. <laughs> I, I was wondering if I was going to do it or not. <laughs> I did it for you.
I'm sorry in advance if I accidentally touch my microphone and it decides to not work because someone spilled beer on it at at three in the morning a few months ago. I, I barely remember. Um, Dan is frozen on my screen. Is that just me again? Uh, let it go. Just you. <laughs> uh, 